One, two, three. As it was plain to see, I go by the name of Jermaine Dupree. Dope man, fresh in the place to be. And oh, I think they like. Oh, I think they like. So it's only right that I hit you with a knife. Oh, I think they like me. They hurt me on the other one. So it's only right that I hit you with another one. Yeah, they like me. Haters wanna fight me. Yeah, they mad cause I came up overnight, B. Yeah, I switched it up. I got a nine cuff tightly. So you better do the right thing like Spidey. Yeah, I'm super clean. Rock jeans with a white tee. Songs, but my if you have six figures, you'll be just like me. Yeah, these niggas mad, cause I'm shining like the light. Talking about yup, and they mother old back. Ain't real, you know that Muhammad where they sold that. We stepping on these like a motherfucker, no man. When I hit the scene, they take pictures, call me cold. Going crazy, yeah, I think they need some pros. We the hottest thing in the market, and you know that. Some like Thriller and Manila Man, known as Killer Man, fresh from the Dillard Man. So, 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 no cool illa dance. Ten acres of land, and I got about a million dollars worth of cars in my front yard. I'm from the place in ATL where young start hard. Ooh, I think they like me when they heard me on the other one. So it's only right that I hit you with another one. Remix, we get busy over here. No sleep, no stay up on they grizzly over here. We young, we fly. Fly. And we gon' stay flashy till the day that we die. Oh, I think they like you. 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 Just for the freaks yeah. Catch me in the hood yeah. Posted at the store Jiggling my lap on the phone Counting dough yeah. If your girl choose Let her do a thing Just like a mama nice yeah. I bring uh -oh. Everybody love me uh -oh. I'm so uh -oh. fly uh -oh. Throw the deuces uh -oh. time I ride by uh -oh. I know you wonder uh -oh. why I'm so cool yeah. Don't ask me Just do what you do okay. Meet okay. me in the trail It's going down Meet me in the mall It's going down Do stuff that your chick wish she could. My chick bad, badder than yours. My chick do stuff that I can't even put in words. Her swagger don't stop, her body won't quit. So full pipe down, you ain't talking about shit. My chick bad, tell me if you seen her. She always bring the racket like Venus and Serena. All white top, all white belt, and all white jeans, body looking like milk. No time for games, she's full grown. My chick bad, tell your chick to go. My, my, my chick bad, my chick hood, my chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My, my chick bad, my chick hood, my chick do stuff that your chick wish she could. My, my chick bad, baby, baby, ding dirt. My, my chick bad, baby, baby, ding dirt. My, my chick bad, baby, baby, ding dirt. My, my 
your girl might be sick, but my girl sicker. She rides that dick and she handles her liquor. I'll knock a bitch out. Get pulled over in they new V The good life Let's go on a living spree They say the best things in life are free The good life It feel like Atlanta It feel like LA It feel like Miami It feel like NY Summertime shy ah. So I rode through good Y'all pop the trunk I pop the hood Ferrari And she got the goods And she got that I got to look sorry. Yo, it's got to be cause I'm seasoned. Haters give me them salty looks.
Now while you were in your teeth Frustration, baby, you got to breathe Take a lot more than you to get rid of me You see, I do what they can't do I just do me Ain't no stress when it comes to stage Get what you see Meet me in the lab, pen and pad Don't believe, Sixteen's mine Create my own lines Love for my wordplay, that's hard to find Sophomore, I ain't scared, one of a kind All I do is contemplate ways to make your fans mine Eyes, bloodshot, stress and chills up your spine Sick to your stomach, wishing I wrote your rhyme Drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot, drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot, park it like it's hot. And if a get an attitude, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot, pop it like it's hot. I got the rollie on my arm and I'm pouring Sean Don and I'm over best cause I got it going on. I'm a nice dude with some nice dreams. See these ice cubes, see these ice creams, eligible bachelor, million dollar bow. That's whiter than what's spilling down your throat. A phantom exterior like fish eggs. The interior like suicide wrist red. I can exercise you. This could be your fizz ad. Cheat on your man, man. That's how you get a his ad. Killer with the B. I know killers in the street. With the steel to make you feel like chinchilla in the heat. So don't try to run up on my ear talking all that raspy shit. Trying to ask me shit. When my big events, they ain't gonna pass me shit. You should think about it. Take a second. Matter of fact, you should take 4B and think before you fuck a little skateboard B. When the pimp's in the crib, ma, drop it like Good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Logged on to QMZRadio.com, JohnNoRadio.com. And of course, I gotta say good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Tuesday, August 16th, Turned Up Tuesday. We're playing today's hits and yesterday's favorites. Thank you so much for joining me for Coffee and Toe World. News on the go every Monday through Friday, starting at 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. Of course, this is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on Twitter at Me Media Moments on Instagram, Moments with Me Media, also Moments with Me Media on TikTok. So bring your friends, all of y'all come inside. We got a world premiere right here, not get lost. Hope your week is going good so far. I know it's only day two of the work week. Whatever happens, just breathe through it. When the pimp's in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. When the pigs try to get at you. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Park it like it's hot. Get Don't let anything get under your skin. Do not let anything bother you. Just keep a smile on your face and keep it moving.
And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today in international news. Iran hosts drone tournament with Russia, Belarus, and Armenia. U.S. sanctions three senior Liberian officials for alleged corruption. Last French troops leave Mali, ending nine-year deployment. Chinese survey ship docks in Sri Lanka after diplomatic standoff. Putin accuses U.S. of trying to drag out war in Ukraine. In news out of North America, trial begins in 2020 shooting death of seven-year-old Kennedy Maxey. Afghan refugees struggle to adjust to life in the U.S. Steep water cuts are coming for the Southwest as Colorado River shrinks and Lake Mead's level plummets. In business and tech news, Capri Sun recalled for possibly being contaminated with cleaning solution. Starbucks asks Labor Board to halt union votes temporarily. In health and science news, a dog caught monkeypox from its owners after sleeping on their bed and licking them. One third of the food we eat is at risk because the climate crisis is endangering butterflies and bees. In the Caribbean corner, Canadian low-cost carrier to resume flights to the Bahamas in December. Price ease coming for Barbados consumers to pay less for gas and diesel. Jaws bridge tragedy. Search in the U.S. continues for missing Jamaican. Government seeks answers after six Jamaicans denied boarding in Panama. And believe it or not, Texas CPS worker fired for encouraging 14-year-old girl to become a prostitute. Texas man dies after chugging down mystery liquid as sexual a child or well, let me read that again. A Texas man dies after chugging down mystery liquid as child sexual abuse guilty verdict is read in court. In entertainment news, the Lopez opens up about his relationship with former B2K bandmate Omarion. Mariah Carey's Atlanta home reportedly burglarized while she was on vacation. Rapper ASAP Rocky charged with felony assault with firearm and a former stripper auctioning off Prince Harry's underwear from 2012 Las Vegas Strip. We're going to have the details of these stories coming up right after this. You know, the um, I don't know what's going on. And I must apologize to the folks on um, Clubhouse because my mic is muted, but they weren't hearing me. I don't know what's going on. Um, I might have to leave the app and come back in. So I do apologize because uh, the phone isn't really near to me. It's on a stand. So I do apologize for the technical difficulty courtesy of Clubhouse. Not moments with me. <laughs> uh, so if you hear me, if you see me leave, don't worry. I'll be right back. So we're going to get into some more music. And then when we return, we will have the details of the headlines. Don't you agree? Squeeze, don't tease, oh. never leave her. Uh. 
I invented man, sweat. Man, man. Popping bottles, putting supermodels man, in the cab. Proof. Man, I guess man, I got man. my swagger back. Man, Truth. Man, New watch man, alert. Man, New blows. Or the big face rolly, I got man, two of those. Arm out the window through the city, I'm a new slow. Cut back, snap back, see my cut through the holes. Damn, easy and ho. Where the hell you been? Niggas talking real reckless. Stop, man. Uh, everything's for sale, got five passports, I'm never going to jail I made Jesus walk, so I'm never going to hell Couture level flow, it's never going on sale Luxury rap, the Hermes of verses Sophisticated ignorance, write my curses in cursive I get it custom, you a customer You ain't custom to going through customs, you ain't been nowhere, huh? And all the ladies in the house got them showing out I'm done, I hit you up, man, yeah, nah Welcome to Havana, smoking Cubanos with Castro and Cabanas. Via Mexico, Cubano, Dominicano, all the plugs that I know. Driving Benzes with no benefits, not bad, huh? For some immigrants, build your fences, we digging tunnels. Can't you see we getting money up under you? Can't you see the private jets flying over you? Maybach bumper stickery, what we're overdue? Jay is chilling, yay is chilling. What more can I say? We killing them. Hold up before we end this campaign. As you can see, we done bodied the damn lambs. Lord, please let them accept the things they can't change. And pray that all of their pain be champagne. This is Rihanna. I'm Thank you to all of our listeners. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. And on JanoRadio.com, make sure you go ahead and download that app. Available in your Apple and Google Play stores. J-A-H-K-N-O. Take us on the go. And of course, thank you again to all my listeners here with me on Clubhouse. Of course, this is where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where we keep you in tune with what's going on around the world. Now it's time for us to get into the details, and we're starting off with international news. So let's get into it. Iran hosts drone tournament with Russia, Belarus, and Armenia. The story courtesy of Al Jazeera. A military drone tournament has been launched in central Iran with Russia, Belarus, and Armenia in attendance. Iranian state television showed footage from a ceremony on Monday in the city of Kashan, where dozens of representatives from the four countries gathered to inaugurate the tournament that is judged by members from all delegations. The 2022 Falcon Hunting Unmanned Aerial Vehicle UAV competition 
which is part of the seventh iteration of wider annual military games launched by Russia in 2015, was hosted by the Aerospace Division of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, IRGC, in a city where many of the elites or the elite forces drone tests are conducted. Ali Balali, who's a top advisor to IRGC Aerospace Chief Amir Ali Hajizadeh, and the tournament spokesman said the competition would be judged based on the for, on performance and consistency in aerial reconnaissance during both day and night, in addition to how the UAVs could help guide precise artillery fire. The more than 70 military personnel who participate will also undergo physical readiness and shooting tests during the competition, which is expected to end on August 28, Balali told the state-affiliated Tasnim News website. Balali said the goal of the Games is communicating a message of peace and friendship and the Islamic Republic of Iran's joint cooperation with other countries to counter global terrorism. In addition to facilitating an exchange of experiences and military achievements on drones. And as I read that last part, (laughs) a message of peace and friendship in the Islamic Republic of Iran's joint cooperation with other countries to counter global terrorism. I wonder who they view as the terrorists, right? Because um, the tournament includes Iran, Russia, Belarus and Armenia. It was, you know, launched in Russia back in 2015. <laughs> so I'm, I'm just here being very cheeky and wondering if the West, the countries of the West, are considered um, terrorists. <laughs> oh my gosh! Also, courtesy of Al Jazeera, U.S. sanctions three senior Liberian officials for alleged corruption. The United States has sanctioned senior Liberian government officials Nathaniel McGill, Saima Serenius Cephas, and Bill Tiway for their involvement in ongoing public corruption in Liberia. This is according to the U.S. Treasury Department in an announcement that was made on Monday. McGill is Liberia's Minister of State for Presidential Affairs and a Chief of Staff to President George Weah. Cephas is the current Solicitor General and also Chief Prosecutor of Liberia, and Twewe is the current Managing Director of the National Port Authority. Through their corruption, these officials have undermined democracy in Liberia for their own personal benefit, said Under Secretary of the Treasury for Terrorism and Financial Intelligence, Brian E. Nelson, in a statement. Treasury's designations today demonstrate that the United States remains committed to holding corrupt actors accountable and also to the continued support of the Liberian people. Following the actions by the U.S., all property and interests in property of the three individuals that are in the U.S. or in the possession or control of U.S. persons must be blocked and reported to the Treasury Department's Office of Foreign Assets. In addition, persons who engage in certain transactions with the designed individuals risk also being exposed to sanctions or subject to enforcement action, the Treasury said. (sighs) 
to drink water and mind my business and keep it moving. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sanctions there. You get a sanction. It sounds like Oprah, right? When she was giving out, you get a car, you get a car, you get a car. Yeah, you get sanctioned. You get sanctioned. You get sanctioned. Everybody gets sanctioned. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That, that's all we're doing, issuing out sanctions? Because the the you know what it's dip, diplomatic bullying that's all i'm gonna say and i'm done no country is perfect no leader of any country is perfect every country in the world has some degree of corruption and if you're telling me the u.s is corruption free you lying lying Every country has some degree of corruption as long as there's a government in place. Every government has people in its system who look out for themselves first before they look after their citizens. Every government has people who are looking to see how they can be strategic to fatten their pockets and invest or send their money overseas. Every government has it. Every single one. But I guess we don't see the issue here in the U.S. We only see it around the globe. Yes, Javette. Thanks for that, PTR. It's ridiculous. And I'm not saying that countries aren't, leaders of countries aren't to be held to a higher esteem and we're we're not to expect more of them but let us ensure we're expecting more of our leaders because there's a lot of corruption here when you think about redlining that's blatant corruption when you're pushing one sect of people into certain communities or driving them out of certain communities so that people quote unquote people can go in buy out these communities for little and nothing, re-gentrify these communities and make a killing. Isn't that kind of for corruption? You, you deliberately sabotage people by infesting their communities with drugs? Don't get me started this morning. Today is going to be a good day in the words of Ice Cube. Yep. Ain't not gonna let y'all disturb my peace. What's that, what's that song? I think it was done by um. Oh my gosh, that Culture Club. Ain't nothing gonna break my whatever. Yeah, that song, that one. Ain't nothing gonna take me down. Oh yeah, gotta keep on moving. Thank you, Al Jazeera, for this next story. Last French troops leave Mali, ending nine-year deployment. France has said its final troops have left Mali, completing a withdrawal that ends a nine-year operation in the country at the center of the Sahel region's spiraling security crisis. In a statement, the French army said on Monday that it had met the major military logistics challenge of the pullout in an orderly and safe fashion. The withdrawal comes amid tanking relations between Paris and Bamako, or Bamako, not sure how they pronounce it, which has increasingly turned to Russia to respond to armed groups linked to ISIS and Al-Qaeda, or Al-Qaeda, who have expanded their reach while jockeying for control in the country's sprawling central region. France 
had initially intervened in the country at the request of Bamako in 2013 under Operation Serval to respond to an offensive by the ethnic Tuareg separatist movement, which had allied with an al-Qaeda affiliate in the country's north. In a statement on Monday, the French presidency said France remains engaged in the wider Sahel region, which is in the Gulf of Guinea and the Lake Chad region with all partners committed to stability and to the fight against terrorism. Niger will now become the hub for French troops in the Sahel. With about 1,000 soldiers based in the capital, Niamey, along with fighter jets, drones and helicopters. This is what French officials told reporters last month. Another 300 to 400 would be dispatched for special operations with Niger, troops in the border regions with Burkina and Mali. Um, as I read that article, I'm sorry, but I can't help but thinking that countries that colonize countries, other countries, um, that are classified as third world countries. So countries like Germany, France, Italy, um, and Spain, England, and the list goes on. They go into these countries under what plan? I don't know. Really and truly, I don't know. Create upheaval. There is destruction. Create um, havoc in the minds of its citizens. End up having its citizens turn on each other. And then they leave. And the citizens don't even realize what has happened. To what avail? They go in, they leave, and there's no progress. Nothing but destruction. That's all that's left in their trail, really. Everybody goes into a country saying they're fighting terrorism that's in that particular country. But are we improving the situation? Or are we making it worse? In the case of France, because they're pulling out because literally they can't win this war on terrorism. And all we have is a whole bunch of citizens dead. I don't know. Probably my brain is doing overtime. I don't know how these things work. Um, I really don't. Should I over-concern myself? I probably shouldn't. Because it's not going to change anything. A Chinese research ship has docked at a Sri Lankan port after a days-long delay, reportedly because of concerns raised by India and the United States. The Yuan Wang 5 entered Sri Lanka's Haban Tocha port on Tuesday morning today and was welcomed by Chinese diplomats and port officials, according to the Colombo Gazette. The satellite tracking ship was initially scheduled to arrive in Haban Hambantota Port, a facility built and leased by Chinese companies and located on the southern tip of Sri Lanka on August 11. But the Sri Lankan Foreign Ministry deferred the five-day replenishment visit on August 8, citing 
quote-unquote certain concerns, apparently due to protests from New Delhi and Washington, according to media reports. The Reuters news agency, citing a government source, said India objected to the ship's visit with Indian media, describing the 730-foot vessel as a dual-use spy ship. The Pentagon, in its latest report on China's military, had said the Yuan Wang vessels are operated by the Strategic Support Force of the People's Liberation Army. It said the ships can be used to monitor satellite, rocket, and ballistic missile launches. India's foreign ministry, however, rejected reports that it pressured Sri Lanka to turn away the Yuan Wang anyway. Arindam Bakshi, spokesman for India's foreign ministry, said on Friday that we reject categorically the insinuation and such statement about India. He added, Sri Lanka is a sovereign country and makes its own independent decisions. The Washington Post, meanwhile, reported that U.S. officials had also lobbied against the ship's planned visit. Keep it moving, keep it moving, no comment. Putin accuses U.S. of trying to drag out war in the Ukraine. Russian President Vladimir Putin has accused the U.S. of prolonging the war in Ukraine as part of what he described as Washington's alleged efforts to maintain its global hegemony. The situation in Ukraine shows that the United States is trying to drag the conflict out, the Russian president said on Tuesday, addressing the opening ceremony of a security conference in Moscow, and that's this morning. Remember, they're hours ahead of us. Washington is using the people of Ukraine as cannon fodder. Lashing out, he said this, lashing out at the U.S. for supplying weapons to Kiev. They need conflicts to retain their hegemony, he said. Russia invaded Ukraine in February, anticipating little military resistance and hoping for a lightning-quick takeover that would topple the government in Kiev. But after failing to capture the capital, Russia's military instead moved its focus to the eastern Donbass region. What the Kremlin thought of as a quick victory has turned into a drawn-out war, thanks to the supply of weapons to Ukraine by Western nations. Listen to this one. This, this, this next statement is staggering for me. Um, I hope it won't shock, shall shock anybody else. But, <clears throat> excuse me, the U.S., and this is according to Al Jazeera's news, the U.S. has provided a staggering $50 billion in aid to Ukraine since February, as it has solidly stood behind Kiev in the wake of Russian aggression. Long-range and precision artillery are part of the U.S. $9 billion military aid that, was, that has allowed Ukraine to strike Russian supply facilities deep inside Moscow-controlled territory. Didn't know that happened. Hmm. Speaking at the Moscow conference, Russian Defense Minister Sergei charged that along with supplies of weapons to Ukraine, Western allies also have provided detailed intelligence information and deployed instructors to help the Ukrainian military operate the weapons systems. Western intelligence agencies not only have provided target coordinates for launching attacks, but Western specialists also have overseen the input of those data into weapons systems. 
at Tuesday's security conference, which was attended by military officials from Africa, Asia, and Latin America, Putin reaffirmed his long-held claim that he sent troops into Ukraine to respond in response to Russia turning the country into an anti-Russia bulwark. He drew parallels between the U.S. backing Ukraine and a recent visit to Taiwan by U.S. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, charging that both were part of an alleged American attempt to foment global instability. Putin said the American adventure in Taiwan wasn't just a trip by an irresponsible politician. It was part of a deliberate and conscious U.S. strategy intended to destabilize the situation and create chaos in the region and the entire world. A blatant demonstration of disrespect for another country's sovereignty and its own international obligations. The era of the unipolar world order is nearing its end, he added. Wow, in the words of Javet, just wow. $50 billion, that's what I'm stuck on. Because I thought we were somewhere around 20 to 25 million doing the tab. But you know what? They may be right. Somebody else is keeping a better accounting record than I am or we are. $50 billion from the U.S. so far in the form of cash and artillery which includes weapons, ammunition, and other aids. Aid. <laughs> yes, Dre. We are paying the salaries of healthcare workers. We are paying the salaries of the government um, workers so that they can keep their jobs. Meanwhile, there are people here who have to... <laughs> You know what? I'm on radio, so I got to be careful what I say. Meanwhile, here in the U.S., there are people who are reduced, who are embarrassed, who are dragged when they ask for help. We've been asking for reprieve. And I can't help but go back to when we had the, the COVID-19 pandemic and what they did to us. We I don't know where we were of $600. I don't know where we were. And you, you got an amount based on how much you made. And the more you made, the less you got. Not understanding that the more money you have, the more problems you also have, right? Because somebody makes $100,000 doesn't put them in a better position than the person who makes $50,000. Expense is expense. Sometimes the person making a hundred thousand is broke more than the person making thirty thousand, but mm, they don't care. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Right. So it was a struggle. It was a lot of deliberation. Do did the American people deserve it? That was the question. Were we worthy of getting the pandemic relief? Go ahead, Dre. Go right ahead. Oh, I wasn't gonna say anything. Oh, I so, thought right. I thought you were gonna say something. Yeah, but um, fifty billion dollars in aid, package so far. Well, <sighs> what I can say is, um, we already know they have a big military budget, so um, 
hopefully it, it, it coming out of that budget and not from anywhere else you know but what we do know next time around we have like anything disaster or anything in this country we know they have money and they're not, <laughs> and they're not willing and they're not willing to shift the money around as 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 we always you know if you if you follow bernie sanders and them they would tell you how big the military budget is and we can reduce it without and and still overspend and we could um take some money and put it in healthcare, education and other stuff and we'll be all right but they refuse to do that so you um we say that fighting wars you know is 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 their is their thing and and they focus on that more than anything else good morning good morning javette good morning my question is or my thought is with all the money that we can give away why can't we reduce our own deficit <laughs> and I yield my mic. We ain't got no money, but we got it. You're right, Javette. <coughs> Excuse me. You are absolutely. That's a valid question. Hopefully, they can create some job out jobs out of this war. That, I, that's the only thing I can say. Because like the way it's going, they're gonna give away the money. They're gonna do this. So my thing is at least create some jobs out of this war for us. The jobs, uh, okay, so here it is now, Dre. And it's funny that you said that because I was having a conversation with someone and this is what he said. He said the U.S. funding Ukraine is not charity. Don't for one minute think it's charity. It may seem that way, but the U.S. is going to recoup that money and here is how they're going to do it. They are going to rebuild Ukraine. And who is going to do the rebuilding? Companies out of the U.S. So, again, the top 1% are going to be made even richer. Because they're the ones who are going to get the contracts, right? It's going to trickle down. And the trickle down is going to stop in Washington. Because guess what? Everybody up there is going to get a piece of that pie because everybody has some sort of company or is invested in the companies that are going to go over there and rebuild, right? So money is going to be made, jobs are going to be there, but who is going to get the job? And and who's going to pay those companies? Because Af the Afghanis, I'm not really sure how the you Afghanistanians. call them. The Afghanistanians are don't wouldn't have any money to pay them so we're going to be paying ourselves <laughs> yep there okay. we go and that's on that next you, you <laughs> dre let me say and javette let me say this um the money that is set aside for military in this country isn't it taxpayers money that provides it where to get the money yes. from? Okay. So at the end of the day, it falls back on us. We are the one who pay the taxes. So, <clears throat> and if you, excuse me, if you don't pay those taxes, may God help you. You are going to jail. Mm? <laughs> or they going to seize what you have. They don't care if you can't pay it. They, they don't care. They're they going to seize it. 
they going to take your house. <laughs> Charity, ladies and gentlemen, does not begin at home. It starts overseas. Don't be fooled. Trial begins in news out of North America. Trial begins in 2020 shooting death of seven-year-old Kennedy Maxey. A robbery that took place outside of Phipps Plaza left a man enraged, prosecutors say, and as a result, gunfire erupted that ended with a young girl who had been out Christmas shopping with her family fatally shot. On December 21, 2020, Kennedy Maxey, who was seven years old, was struck by a bullet while riding in the back seat of her aunt's car. She died the day after Christmas. Daquan Reed faces charges of felony murder, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, criminal property damage, possession of a firearm during a crime, and possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. His trial started on Friday. In a rage over being robbed of his cell phone and money, the defendant, Daquan Reed, a convicted felon, picked up his Glock 9mm pistol and fired it from the rear passenger seat of a black Acura, Prosecutor Pat Dutcher said in his opening statement. Prosecutors had multiple witnesses get on the stand where they detailed the sequence of events. Reed was robbed outside the Saks Fifth Avenue store at Phipps before the shooting. Jurors then heard from Kennedy's mother, Mariah Maxey, and Aunt Jade Maxey, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported. I was like fussing with Kennedy because she didn't even want to go shopping. She wanted to go to her dad's house. Kennedy was riding in the car with her aunt and mother when they stopped at a red light, which is when shots rang out. Maria, Mariah Maxey soon noticed her daughter was not responding. Jade Maxey immediately drove to the hospital where Kennedy Maxey died five days later. Jade said, I'll never forget that day. The three of them had gone shopping on the first day of Kennedy's winter break from school. The girl lived in Cobb County and was attending Sedalia Park Elementary School. After the shooting, Reed got rid of the gun and told people not to talk to the police before he left the area. He was taken into custody by the U.S. Marshals Service in Virginia and then extradited to Georgia a month later. Reed's attorney, Nicole Fegan, argued that there was no physical evidence to get evidence, sorry, against him that would prove any guilt. She described Kennedy's death as terrible, but stated her client was innocent. I'm confident that you'll come back with a verdict that speaks the truth on behalf of Daquan Reed, and that is that he is innocent. He's not guilty of each and every count charged. I'm confused. I, could, I, 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 I couldn't do law because there are some people I'm not going to defend. I'm sorry. How do you emphatically say that he's not guilty of each and every count charged? How can you come back and say he's innocent? He's a convicted felon. He pulls out a Glock 9mm because he's upset that somebody, someone stole from him, Right? And then he tells people not to tell the cop. He tells people not to tell the cops anything. Uh, that doesn't make sense to me. I'm trying to see where the innocence comes in. Is she saying that he wasn't there? 
Is she saying that it wasn't him? Is she saying the gun didn't belong to him? What exactly is she really saying? How is she, on what grounds is she saying he's innocent? Go figure. Afghan refugees struggle to adjust to life in the U.S. A teenager from Afghanistan, Zainab, who has lived in cramped who has lived in a cramped California motel room with her family for nearly a year, still has scars on her wrist from the shattered glass of a suicide bombing. She and her sister Zara are trying to quickly learn English so they can find work and help their family cover the sky-high cost of rent in San Jose. She said she has no choice but to help her family. And she's made the con- she had the conversation with the help of a translator. They're staying in a budget motel room filled with ar- the aroma of um, cooked rice and strewn with stuffed animals and English grammar textbooks. The family spoke with Al Jazeera on the condition that their last name would be withheld. Zara's 21-year-old brother, who the Taliban beat as he tried to enter the Kabul airport, remains trapped in Afghanistan. For Afghan families who have been resettled in the United States since the administration of President Joe Biden pulled military forces from Afghanistan last August, it has not been easy adjusting to life in a new country. The tasks pile up. Searching for work, studying English, researching long-term immigration pathways, memorizing local bus routes. For many families, these difficulties are compounded by trauma from years of conflict, along with anxieties over loved ones still in Afghanistan. But the prospects for reunion are daunting. According to the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services, of the nearly 50,000 Afghanistans, are here in the U.S. who have applied for humanitarian parole since July 2021, 369 have been accepted and about 8,000 rejected, with the rest still awaiting a response as of July 28. Walid Aziz, an Afghan who resettled in the U.S. several years ago, recently received news that his father's application was denied. I have very high anxiety. My family is in danger. Aziz, who worked as a contractor for the U.S. Embassy in Kabul, told Al Jazeera, I served the U.S. government and I don't know why my father isn't here. Let me ask you a question. Did we, excuse me, was the U.S. responsible for relocating them to the U.S., taking these people from these 50,000 people from Afghanistan and putting them here in the U.S. I just want to make sure because I don't want to speak out of um, ignorance. Was it the U.S. government that loaded them on planes and flew them across the ocean and brought them to the U.S.? Yes or no? Yes. Okay. Thank you. So so you put them on a plane, you bring them to the U.S. with a promise of hope, with a promise of a better life, with a promise of opportunity. Because after how many years was the U.S. in Afghanistan for? Was it 20 years? Am I right or am I wrong? 20 years, give or take. And... 
the, U, the U.S. lost, right, Dre? 20 years, the U.S. lost the war there, had to pull out, relocated 50,000 people, right? You relocate these 50,000 people. They have applied for humanitarian parole. Since July 2021, only 369 have been accepted, 8,000 rejected. Go ahead, Dre. Go right ahead. Um, you know what? I don't think it's something we have to worry about. All of them, eventually all of them going to get through. Um, you know, uh, I just think, like, they just want to make a story out of something. All of them is going to get through. Um because they're not black i'm I'm just gonna say it. america already make a deal with them and i guess it just taking longer than normal you know the immigration system but none of them not gonna get none of them not gonna get sent back to afghanistan so i, I don't even worry about them all right so why drag them through this arduous process what's the purpose What's the purpose, Dre? Why, why do we have them on an emotional roller coaster? Why? Let me ask a question. Um, have you seen any of them in, in the Miami area? Because I've seen a few in the Tampa Bay area. And if there's only 300 plus of them, these people are working. <laughs> Some of them have jobs. I've seen them. I've, 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 I've got um, some of them deliver DoorDash to me. I asked them, they said they're from Afghanistan. I've seen them uh, in the Tampa Bay area, I see them around the place, you know. So I don't know if Miami is a place where some of them settle, but I know here, some of them settle here. So they, they're they going to be all right. They probably just don't have their full green card, but they're able to work. They get place to stay. I don't know. I don't know, Dre. I'll be honest with you. I'm not out on the streets. I just feel a little... My heart just gets a little cold with this Ukraine and Afghanistan thing. And when I see what's happening to the Haitian, it's like, it, it, if they're yeah. not my color of my skin right now, I don't even, I, I don't even too care about You don't care about whatever. them. Yeah, so I know, they, I, I know at the end of the day, they're going to be all right. All right. <laughs> they're going to be all right. What's that song? <laughs> they're going to be all right. <laughs> yeah. So that's where I'm at. <sighs> I really don't know. I had saved a. I, I wonder if I saved it. I'm not sure. I need to look for it while we're on break. Um, but you know what, Dre? More and more, you feel like just drink your water, mind your business, and just you get up each day, give God thanks that you made it to another day. You're able to put food on your table, give God thanks for that. You have a roof over your head, just give God thanks for that. Because no matter how we feel. It really isn't going to change the trajectory of anything because those in power are going to do what they want to do. They don't care to listen to us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Because I thought government served its people, not its people serving them. I, I guess I lost it somewhere along the, um, yeah, I, I have it all messed up. I don't know. Really have it messed up. But, um. You know what? Steep water cuts are coming for the southwest as Colorado River shrinks 
and Lake Mead's level plummets. So Marlon was telling me the other day, just over the weekend, watching the news, I think it was. So as rivers um, recede, as they the water levels drop, they're finding bodies and um, vehicles. And so let's just say a lot of unsolved mysteries are going to be solved now with the drought. An extraordinary drought in the West is drying up the Colorado River and draining the nation's largest reservoirs, Lake Mead and Lake Powell. And amid the overuse of the river and aridification of the region, the federal government is preparing to make mandatory water cuts and asking states to devise a plan to save the river basin. Two major announcements could come Tuesday. The first is a forecast from the U.S. Bureau of Reclamation that could trigger the first ever tier two water shortage for the lower Colorado River Basin. The second is the Bureau's next step in its demand that the seven states in the River Basin come up with a way to voluntarily cut up to 25% of their water usage, or the federal government will do it for them. It was just a year ago that the Department of Interior declared the first shortage on the Colorado River, a tier one. But the past 12 months did not bring enough rain and snow. A report from July shows Lake Mead, which the agency uses to determine shortage conditions, is hovering around 1,040 feet above sea level after having dropped 10 feet in just two dry months. The reservoir is at just 27% of its full capacity. Tuesday's report is all but certain to show Lake Mead will be below 1,050 feet come January. The threshold required to declare a Tier 2 shortage beginning in 2023. The question is, how far below that threshold will it be? If the forecast is below 1,045 feet, which recent forecasts will su- or are suggesting it will be, then mandatory water cuts will expand beyond Arizona, Nevada, and Mexico and into California for the first time so folks get ready to bid one time a day get your cheese pan and set your basin stop watering your lawns and get porta potties <laughs> oh lord moment this- moment you know what? In the UK, yeah, we've got something similar, yeah. What they call it, they call it um, a hosepipe ban. So basically, they stop, like, I don't know how they monitor it, really, because if you feel for use it, you just use it, innit? But they're trying to, you know, so on one morning I got up and on the breakfast program, they were saying, you know, um, you know, people, you know, be responsible with water, um, you know, you know, don't bath, have a shower, and all them, and and I was like, whoa, yo, 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 yo. don't don't be telling these people not to not to bathe. Uh, they're they not bathe regular already as it is. So if you tell them not bathe less, they're gonna bathe virtually zero. So I was like, no, nah, you can't tell people that. Them the hygiene not, not not really up to a certain standard anyway. So. And then you're gonna tell them for bed less. Lord God. You want England for stink. Oh my gosh. It won't be a problem for some people, um, as you say, Sir Kels, because some people don't like bed anyway. So this is like, yes. <laughs> I 
don't know. Well, here in Florida, and you're right. How do you truly monitor? Because here in South Florida, um, when it's really bad, they will tell you don't water your lawn, right? No watering of your lawn. We don't water our lawn anyway. Thank God for that. Rain takes care of that. You know, the weather in South Florida is pretty bipolar. Raining one minute, sunshine the next. But um, yeah, we don't worry about that. But uh, yeah, um, let's see how it's going to go. Let's see. But they say climate change is not real, right? It's a figment of our imagination. Things have changed. And as long as um, you have factories and there's pollution and there's emission from vehicles, it's going to continue to get worse. It's not going to improve in any way whatsoever, right? Um, they just have to find ways to work around it and deal with it. Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> me and you, Javet, me and you both. But you know what the thing is? You know what the problem is though, Javet? In the Caribbean, I think most people have tanks. So even though you have water supply, for example, in Jamaica, you get your water supply from NWC. There are a lot of people, especially in the rural parts of the country, who don't even get their water from the National Water Commission. It's tanks. You have your tanks. You have a catchment system. You're okay. You're good. You're straight. We have two tanks. We have an overhead tank and we have an underground tank. When NWC is we, we go. we're okay. Or we go a river, go bad. Or that. So, I mean... The problem here in this in this country is everything is controlled. You can't have this. You can't have that. You you can't farm in your backyard unless you live in certain areas. You, everything is so controlled. Because if wait, you, moments, moments. Yeah. Say that again. You you can't plant things in your backyard. Depending on where you live, no, you cannot. Who said since when? I'm telling you. So hold on. So you pay for your property. You own your property. And, uh, uh, back back up right there. You don't own your property. You don't own your property. And that's something I wish people would stop thinking. You don't own your property. And here's why I'm saying it, Sir Kells. You have a mortgage, the house ain't yours until you finish paying for it. And I tell people that all the time. Don't get it twisted. It is not your house. You are living in someone's house. Because the minute you default and you can't pay that mortgage and there's no program to help you, they're taking that house from you and they're going on the courts, the courthouse steps and they're auctioning off your property. So make sure you pay your taxes. If you own your house outright, it still isn't yours. Because even though you may not have a mortgage on your property, you still have to pay your property taxes. And if you don't pay your property taxes, God help you, they're taking your house from you. So you don't own your house. And zoning too. Ah, and HOA. Thank um, you. you. You know, even if, if you own the house, <laughs> you, you could own the house outright. If you live in an HOA, uh, certain things you can't do. Like uh, um, my mom can't plant vegetables and stuff in her backyard. Yep. Right? There are certain things she can't do because she's in a HO. She can't have a paint her house the color she wants. Exactly. <laughs> you know, they they have a 
they have a gang of eight, <laughs> my mom call them, eight <laughs> old ladies that walk around her neighborhood. Yep, and they and, scrutinize um, your yard. My mom, my mom is the only, yeah, yeah, they, they, they look how tall her grass is and she is the only black person, so <laughs> she, she have to make sure her grass cut because yeah. she'll get oh. a letter that, oh, her grass is too high. Mm -hmm. So <laughs> they harass the hell out. Okay, so <laughs> I am the treasurer of my HOA. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the ones so we I don't like. Okay, <laughs> so I just need to speak out. <laughs> on is, is that what you'd call like a housing association? Me. Hold, hold on, time. hold on one second, Sir Kells. Go ahead, Javette, go ahead. So when I moved in my area, I had to find out how these HOA laws, blah, 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 work. So I joined the board. So the builder create community. They created these laws and then people moved in, right? Then you have the management company that looks over and makes sure you're following these laws, right? <laughs> when I moved in this neighborhood, I didn't know I had laws, you, you know, what you can and cannot do, okay? That's all that's going on. It. I mean, I'm sure, yes, you have people that just want to pick on certain things because I hear it every mm -hmm. month, mm -hmm. okay? But as I tell these people, you can only change these laws if you come together as a community and decide that it's changing. So we have 200 and some odd homes in our community. If we get a specific percentage that will come to the meeting, then we can change these laws that people are complaining about. But I do understand because depending on where you live, depending on your home property, you don't want someone to come in and paint a rainbow house. <laughs> right? Right. You don't want someone <laughs> to park up 12 cars on their lawn okay or put a pool in their front lawn like i see in certain areas <laughs> so I, I mean like i said there are people that walk around with rulers and measure how high your grass is and i'm on the board and i even get letters to say do this do that whatever because you have this thing that was established in your area prior to you even living there so i yield my mic there okay so, Sir Kells, thank you, Javette. To answer your questions, um, Sir Kells, what is an HOA? An HOA, or Homeowners Association, is a self-governing organization in common interest communities where homeowners collectively pay fees to maintain the units or neighborhood. HOAs are typically run by resident homeowners, unpaid volunteers, who are elected to a board of directors that oversees the HOA's management. Properties within an HOA are governed by a collective set of rules and bylaws that are enforced by the association. Each property owner is required to pay HOA fees that cover use and maintenance of common areas. These areas can include swimming pools, parks, parking lots, and roads, as well as communal lawn maintenance and landscaping. So, I don't like HOAs. Lived in an HOA community in Atlanta, and I'll never live in one again. Never. Because, um, Javette, their accounting was not on point. We had a lien put on our house in Atlanta. 
right? A lien. Because they had poor record keeping and we were back and forth with the attorneys to get this lien removed. That was the management company. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That was the management company. The management company, company. But, right. Yes. But that's why I'm the treasurer because I <laughs> because I work in accounting, I make sure that the management company is doing what they're supposed to do. Good. But that's just me. Right? Now, Sir Kells, another point there we had a neighbor across the way it was it was a town it was a townhome community. There's a neighbor across the way, a Jamaican man, and I remember he planted tomatoes in a pot and had them decorating either side of his his um what you call it stair steps going up to his front door nothing was wrong with it looked perfectly fine he kept it flourishing right looked good he had to get rid of them he could not have it if you want to put down mulch instead of the straw you know, the pine straw around trees and plants, you had to get permission from the HOA. If, we, if you want to extend your deck, you had to get permission from the HOA. If you wanted to do anything at all, you had to get permission from the HOA. When, now, there are pros and cons. Right, there are pros and cons to it. In a townhome community, they take care of your roof, they take care of the landscaping, they take care of the swimming pool. Uh, yeah, anything exterior, they take care of that. Right, you didn't have to worry about that. Now, I've seen in single family home communities where people are walking around with measuring tapes checking your fence of course you have to ask permission to paint your fence a different color probably want to take it from the natural wood color to a dark brown color or you may want to change the fence and put in wrought iron or something right yeah they're very stringent and you have the karens that walk around because the karens have nothing else to do but do and they're too happy to walk around and be the community police right um if you even a sign that you're going to put in your yard let's say a graduation sign for your child oh you got to get approval for that if you put up a sign um let's say around election time you got to get permission for that every single thing you got to get permission to walk out your damn front door now i agree and i appreciate when it comes to the rainbow colors of the house because i wouldn't want to live in a community where i'm seeing a pink house a blue house a green house an aquamarine house, because I've seen some crazy colors in some parts of Miami. Wouldn't want that where I live at all. So, yeah, there are certain part things I can agree with. Maintenance of order. And I, I agree I wouldn't want to see um, cars all over the road all the time. Wouldn't want to see that at all. Right? But, yeah, it, you're not free um, to do as you please, circles. Not at all. You, you have to seek permission from the city. Oh, here's another thing. You know, like in the islands, you want to add a room to your house. You just do what? Add a room to your house, right? You can't do that here. You can't even pave out, change, um, pave your driveway without getting permission from the city. You have to get a permit to change your driveway. The trees that the city plants 
along the sidewalk. The city not maintaining the trees, granted, you have to maintain those trees, right? You have to pay to have them trimmed and that sort of thing. Now, if you remove those trees, the city will fine you for it. If you want to dig out those trees and put in coconut trees or something else or palm trees, you got to get permission for that. Oh, don't play with them. <laughs> yeah. And you're telling me we're free? Sir, Sir Kells left. Oh, he left. Yeah. Okay. I, I, what bothered me was when I'm purchasing a home, I had no idea of all these what you can't do <laughs> not to say that i want to have a, a weird looking home or anything but right. just this even this the simplest thing like like you said the tree i can't cut down we have to have a tree on our lot mm -hmm. now it can be any tree so we can cut down a tree and put up another tree but it has to we have to have a tree right now where i live we're responsible for our sidewalks mm. That's crazy. That's just a law that was just established. Okay. <laughs> that I wasn't even aware of. And wow. I had a sinkhole on my property. Okay. And it took me five, maybe five or six years to get the mud district to fix the sinkhole as well as fix the sidewalk because the sidewalk was messed up because of the city's pipe. <laughs> wow so it's not fun it's not fun at all but yes you do have those karens and those whatever you call the man walking around because they have nothing better to do <laughs> they're the community watchdogs but and here's the other thing too here this is the one that i can't get over if you want to make alterations on the inside of your house they can't see outside i mean they're not seeing inside if you want to create a room within your house, let's say you have a huge open floor plan and you say, you know something, I can get a, a bedroom here and I can get an office or, you know, or an office. Let's, let's just, just say an office and you know you have to put up a wall and you have to get electrical and whatever. You better get a permit because if you or even convert your garage, convert your garage. Let's say you want to convert your garage into a workspace, you know, which a lot of people do that here in Florida. They don't use their garages for their vehicles. They use it, they convert it into workshops or use it as storage. Okay, but let's say you want to convert it into a bedroom or into a lounge, something. You have to get a permit because let us say you are ready to sell your home and it doesn't match up at what's, with what is um, at the... What do you call that office? Out of hell, man. What's that place there where they submit the plans for the homes and they're built in accordance because every step of the way, the inspector comes out to make sure you're building the house according to plan. Be, the um, building and permit department. Thank you so along much. Along with um, BCPA, um, well, your county's um, uh, tax collector's office. Right. So if you make any deviation in your home without getting a permit, you have to put it back to its original state or and or they will fine you. You have to get a permit for every blasted thing in this country. Anna, so we're free. There is no freedom. 
Hi, moments. Good morning. Good morning. Um, yeah, go it's, right it's ahead. Not actually, it's not actually a fine. What they do is they go back, they find you and assess you taxes going back to the last um, blueprint that they have. So if you changed it um, a year ago, they will charge you for um, up until a year ago. That's when the last blueprint that they have. But if they have the blueprint, let's say from 1987, and they have no way of knowing when you actually did it, or if when you purchased the home, they will charge you way back from then. So if you purchased the home, let's say in 2015, they will go back and charge you from 2015. But if you've been in the house since 1985, they would go back and charge you all the way to 85. Thank you for that. Anywhere you turn, Makajukyo. Anywhere you turn. So, if you plan to live in the U.S., in certain, check out your states, check out your cities. Um, know what you can and cannot do. Follow the law. Just follow the law. But moments. Can you imagine if we didn't have laws? True. There's the other end of that. But you, it's funny you say that. Here's something that's interesting, Javette. In certain communities where there are no HOAs, because I, I like driving through people's communities, right? So there are certain communities, clearly, you got to, you know, the homes are worth a million and more easily. Probably not... Um, when you look at them, you probably look at it and say, oh, just a simple home. But you know, right? All these homes are maintained and kept in a certain way. There is nothing that says, oh, mm -mm, that, oh, why did those people do that to the house? Nothing. Everybody's lawns are well manicured. Homes looking fabulous. Ju just well kept. How oh, is it? Look at, um, look at out by um, Davy. Ah, West, yes. Not, 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 not the HOA. Um, part I, know, I know where yet, you're talking. Yeah, going back towards 27. If yes. you look at, they have nice, prop, like none of those places are run down. And no. they have no HOA. Exactly. Like if yeah. I had a choice to buy, I would buy like one of those instead of the HOA um, neighborhoods. And Southwest Ranches, um, some of those places have yes. no HOA. And it's, it's like well kept. Well kept. How much are those homes? millions <clears throat> that's why you're not gonna purchase a, a million dollar home and not take care of it so Javette, i mean some of these people have the home before it was worth a million yep, <laughs> that's true like passed on homes like they probably get it for like 80 grand or even less yeah. but you know so I then know. what what alludes to one person maintaining their property a certain way versus another person what is the driving factor behind that then? And I, go ahead, Javette. Go right ahead. Respect for self and respect for community. And it's automatic, not taught. I think maybe a little of both. Hmm. Interesting. Now, if you go into some parts of Hialeah, you see every color under the rainbow. Some of them I would never want to, and probably because I, uh, you know what? Let me not say. Don't don't say. It. Shut your mouth. Throw away the key. Let me not say. It. Yeah, 
But um, I would never want to live next door to somebody with a bright pink house. Not going to happen. Or an aquamarine house. I'm sorry. I'm out. Peace. Deuces. Keep your house. I'm out. I'm not doing it. Give me a neutral color house. I can live with that. <laughs> right? I don't know. Call me what you want to call me. But the rainbow, I can't do it. I can't. I'll go crazy. I will go crazy. I'll probably get up in the middle of the night and go paint those people's houses. We actually have that in my community. There was this other that I just think he didn't like the people that lived around him. So he painted his house this disturbing blue. <laughs> Let me just say that. But um, we... The management company could have, we could have taken him to court, yeah. forced him to paint it, put a lien on his house, all of that. But we were like, it honestly, it's not even worth it. Yeah. Not even. Now, if, you know, 30% of the houses start doing that, then there's a problem. That's a problem. So right now, we only have one. So we, it, we just let it go. <laughs> yeah. But, um. So it's amazing that you need HOAs in some communities to keep maintain some sort of um, decorum, aesthetic. And then in some communities, it's a given. You just know that you maintain your property a certain way, period, full stop. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Yeah. So it's time for us to take another quick break. Here is Snoop Dogg with Pharrell Beautiful. It's Turned Up Tuesday. We're playing yesterday's favorites, today's hits. you with Don't make the dog lose it. We just blow drove and keep the flow moving in a six four league and baby boo cruising. Body wagging, teary, get bluing. Had him hydraulic squeaking when we screwing. Now she's yelling, hollering out, snooping, hooting, hollering, hollering, hooting. Black and beautiful, you the one I'm choosing. Hair long and black and curly like a Cuban. 
keep grooving. That's what we doing, and we gon' be together until your mom's moving. me below her belt like a foul boxer she a freak but she's sweet so i can't knock her i just push her legs back till she propped up tongue have a singing high notes like an opera and i don't waste a drop till i taste the spot give you chills but i make it hot watch i'm approving time i'ma make you lose your mind ain't a lingua smooth as mine and i never question what hun do when she meet me she knock on door one one two from the 404 to 212 you got peaches and cream my where's my school come on let me tell you what i want to do let me show you that i feel to you wanna sex wanna ride with you wanna just wanna put my lips all over you up after the music break we have business and tech and health and science news so stay tuned got 
to say thank you to all the listeners logged on to QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. I'm Moments with me. You're listening to Coffee and Toll World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. It is Turned Up Tuesday, so we're playing yesterday's favorites today's hits or if you want to say yesterday's hits today's faves we have some party faves coming up later on i hope you know i might be tempted to do the dances but there are some songs that will never grow old never And it is time for us to get into business and tech news. Otherwise, I'll be here dancing all morning and forgetting that I have business to handle. So Capri Sun recalled for possibly being contaminated with a cleaning solution. Kraft Heinz is recalling the delightful child's favorite drink, Capri Sun, after a cleaning solution used on a food processing equipment was inadvertently introduced into a production line at one of the factories. The company is voluntarily recalling approximately 5,760 cases of Capri Sun wild cherry flavored drink. Let me say which flavor again. Wild cherry. Okay, look out for that. The best when used by date on the products is June 25th, 2023. So let me say this again for our listeners, for those who buy Capri Sun. It's the wild cherry flavor and the best when used by June 25th, 2023. So check your check your pantries. Check your refrigerators. Anyone with a recalled product can return the item for refund. Capri Sun has been contacting distributors, alerting them of the potentially impacted products. People can contact Kraft Heinz from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday, 1-800-280-8252. That number again, 1-800-280-8252 to see if a product is part of the recall and to receive reimbursement. I stopped buying um, Capri Sun a long time ago. And you want to know why? I used to like it for myself as well as for the kids. But here's why. And especially, you know, you're going to the beach or you're going to a park or something, you just throw them in the um, cooler and you're good to go, right? But I stopped when... It's not the first time Capri Sun is having an issue. Someone opened up because they felt the package and it felt weird, right? And they opened it up. I don't know what the heck that was. I can't remember exactly. But yeah, that I was like, never again. I'm done. And that was many years ago. Many, 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 many years ago. I stopped. I was like, no, not doing it. In our house, we mostly drink water. Mostly water. You Occasionally, you'll find 
a soda, water, and beer. Yep. The kids don't drink the beer, so don't worry. But water is our go-to. Um, we I I haven't made any for a couple of weeks now, but I'll blend up a juice with turmeric, lemon, ginger, pineapple. I use um apple juice. There's this brand that I use. My dad introduced me to this brand. It's really good. I don't know if any of you have ever tried it. Martinelli's. So I use their apple juice as the base and I add pineapples, cut up the lemon. Don't peel the lemon. Just wash your lemons really good. Cut them up, put them in the blender with it. Uh, cucumber. Don't peel them. Just scrub them off really good. Um, I tend to scrub the fruits and vegetables in um, vinegar, right? Um, sometimes I let them soak for a bit and you'd be surprised. You see how much comes off of these things. Um, yeah, so it's, I'm giving you my recipes, not my recipes, my mom's recipe. It's apple, pineapple, cucumber, turmeric, uh, ginger. You can add carrots if you like. Some people add carrots. You can add a little bit of celery if you like. Yeah, but it tastes really good. It's really good. So we, we try to stay away from sodas, but we go through cases of water every week. A lot of water. Yeah, they drink that. But um, yeah, that's that. <laughs> but remember, check out the um, Capri Sun. Check your pantries. Check your refrigerators. The wild cherry flavored drink. There is a recall um, because inadvertently the cleaning solution ended up on the production line and remember it's the best when used by dated june 25th 2023 starbucks asks labor board to halt union votes temporarily starbucks on monday asked the national labor relations board to temporarily suspend all union elections at its U.S. store, citing allegations from a board employee that regional NLRB officials improperly coordinated with union organizers. In a letter to the board chairman and other officials, Starbucks said the unnamed uh, career NLRB employee informed the company about the activity. This activity happened in the board's St. Louis office in the spring while it was overseeing a union election at a Starbucks store in Overland Park, Kansas. The store is one of 314 U.S. Starbucks locations where workers have petitioned the NLRB to hold union elections since late last year. More than 220 of those stores have voted to unionize. The company opposes the unionization effort. The Seattle coffee giant alleges that St. Louis Labor Board vote um, officials made special arrangements for pro-union workers to vote in person at its office when they did not receive mail-in ballots, even though Starbucks and the union had agreed that store elections would be handled by mail-in ballot. Starbucks is coming under fire a lot lately. I, I don't know how true this is, but I recently saw a video on TikTok about a week or two ago where everybody, all the employees quit, walked out um, because the manager was being somewhat disrespectful, um, overbearing. Yeah. I don't know what's going on, Starbucks. You, you, you charge so much. What's up? Get it together. I'm wondering why Starbucks doesn't want to have a union in their organization. Why? 
Because from my understanding, unions can be good, right? Am I right? Naturalist, can you speak? And unions can be bad. And unions can be bad. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think um, folks are just. I think our folks are just getting tired of being um, uh, used and manipulated by these corporations. Because if you, you know, if you take ferns in the south, like Florida, um, Georgia, and those places where they have all these unfair union union laws, um, what 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 are, what are their what are, what are their salary? I know that you know cost of living is um you know is it, it, is way less, but you know the job that I do in, in, in Jersey, compared to the same job down down there, the wage is drastically different. Mm-hmm. And sometimes they're putting in the same work, sometimes even more work, um, for less pay. So, and I'm in a union, and I say it, it has as good and it has as bad. But I do believe that collectively you have more power than being one individual. Because if it wasn't for the union, I'll be honest with you, a lot of guys in this job would not be here today because. They really don't deserve to be here, but <laughs> that's a different that's a different story. <laughs> and that's the bad side of a union where there are folks who get to keep their job when they themselves don't even want their job. Yeah. But as it relates to salary negotiations and um benefits packages, are they helpful in fighting for the, the employees of a company? Uh what is it? I've been my I've been my job for uh, 26 years I have never voted yes for union contract I've always voted against it because it to me it has never been a situation where I see the great benefit in what they are fighting for could you imagine that I only have five sick days for the what five. For, for the what for the year for the year <laughs> five sick days but I, I do have five weeks vacation though Okay, I got you. Okay, so it balance out. It balance out. It balance you know, out. so it, it balance out in summer. But I really would prefer to have the vacation where I could actually take uh, vacation days. Um, but we can't do that. Hmm. You know, so you know, one of those one of those crazy things, man. But would I would I rather not be in a union on uh, in New Jersey? No. Okay. Okay. Can I chime in quickly? Yes, go right ahead, Teflon. Morning. Sorry about that. Right, I wasn't so, looking at my phone, so I do apologize. <laughs> no, it's okay. Uh, so, uh, I just I just discovered this year. I didn't know nothing about this year. Um, in terms of um, the union, I just I just found out they're not actually for the employees. They actually work for the employees. They're on the employer side. So, their job. Um, this is a conspiracy, but I don't know how true it is. But um, their job is to make sure that the staff are following the um, terms and conditions of the company. And, and occasionally they do look out, they, they do represent um, the, the, the employees. Like if, if they get in trouble or something, they're entitled to have someone to be there to um, to represent them. So they do, that's that's their main, that's their main goal. Um, so yeah, so people people think that the unions are on the, the, um, the employees' side and, and that's very false mm. yeah i didn't know that interesting thank you for that Teflon. yeah so they they're just there to make sure that the empl- um the, the employees are um following the guidelines of the company so if you fall if you fall outside outside the box of um like following the rules then 
um, they don't really help you. So behind the scenes, they are actually working for the actual company. And people think that they're, they're actually working for the staff, but they're not. Wow. Yeah, I only found out this year. So they're no different from the HR company, the HR department within an organization. Exactly, exactly. People think HR is there for them. Uh, no, baby. The HR department, no, no, they're no, there for the company. Yeah, exactly. So, so, so that's what the... Um, that's that, that's what the unions do. The unions, are, it's it's kind of it's kind of manipulating the staff. Like they they make you feel like they're on your side, but they're not. Um, wow. They're actually employed by the company, and then they do get paid as well. So the staff do pay them extra every time you get paid. They take money out of your wages to pay them. So you're literally paying for the ops <laughs> kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, I think Naturalist had mentioned that um, some about a month or two ago that. He has to pay union dues, right? Is it a set amount or do, is it um, is it prorated depending on the number of people? How does that work? How do the union um, dues work? Okay, I can't, I'm not sure um, on your side, but where where we work or where I used to work, um, it's a set it's a set price. So they have different. Um, they, 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 they actually got no. They got different level price levels, so um, different price packages. So if you can go for the basic package, or you can go to the premium package, and then it's a set price. Like it comes out your wages every month. Okay. It's not. It's not. It's not a lot of money, but it adds up. And then adds just up, yeah. think, just thinking of like they're not actually on your side. It's kind of like a ripoff. Where even if you even if you're paying like. Uh, one dollar a month it's still it's still like a, like they're scamming you kind of thing you know what i mean it's like an insurance company you pay for car insurance and then when you you have an accident it's hell to get money out of them okay exactly exactly and then uh, the thing about where they fight for pay and all of that you don't need you don't need the union to do that the staff can actually come together and they can actually fight for themselves. As long as you you form a collective, you can actually fight for it. So you don't need anyone to represent you. So um, yeah, you're literally being ripped off. Yeah, sounds that. Uh, yeah. Way. Now, come as a collective and fight for yourself. Uh, that will I don't think that will, that will ever work because there's always going to be those those folks who decide say, you know what? Because I'm the favorite, or they like me. I'm gonna go this way and uh, you know get my little piece over here. So for me, I think that's the, that is the main two parts for the union mm-hmm. is, is the the contract negotiation where they uh, come collectively and try to get you the best um, benefit package. Uh, and then if you are terminated for unjust reasons, they're there to advocate for you, you know, get your job back. Um, but as far as we're, of course, they you know working for the company. I would say, in, in a sense, it's correct because you have the bylaws, and the job is for you not to violate the bylaws, and for the company not to not to uh, violate the bylaws. And as long as no one violates the bylaws, you really don't need a union, unfortunately. Um, uh, but yeah, but I don't mind it. Every time, every time the pay comes out, I'm like, damn! And it all comes out to me the week when you didn't make written overtime, you weren't expecting it. Although you know it's coming. Yeah. And I. I pay almost hundred dollars a month, so it's yeah. it, it ain't a little bit of money, yeah. you know. But wow, it is what it is. It is what it is. All right, thank you, Teflon. Thank you, Naturalist, for breaking it down for me. Thank you so much. But I have one more question as it relates to the union. If you get a job at a company where there is a union, do you have to join the union? Is it a requirement? Depends. 
depends on what state you are in. Okay. There's some state that you cannot be compelled to join a union, but some states uh, you have to. You have to, okay. And the funny thing is, the, the person that choose not to join a union, the union still have to represent them. Ah! Into it. Okay. Absolutely madness. Interesting. All right. Thank you, Natras. Teflon, how is it? How does it work for you over there? Uh, it's optional. You don't. You, you don't have to join. And then, if you want someone to represent you, you can you can have um, um, a, a fellow employee. So, if you got uh, someone that uh, someone sensible that you work with, um, they they can actually come and represent you. All right. But I, I so based on what Naturalist just said, I would go the route of not joining a union and still be able to enjoy the benefits when they go to war for y'all. I, I think that's based on the union as well. They don't necessarily have to re represent you because um, sometimes when you're in a union uh, or not in a union and you're on a job and if you get in trouble, first thing they ask you, are you in the union? And if you're not, then you don't get any representation. Mm, wow. Tricky. Looking kind of tricky. Tasha, why am I seeing Auto Artist's picture in your PTR? What's up with Clubhouse this morning? I swear, Clubhouse. I don't know what's up with this app. Ah, interesting, Auto Artist. Interesting. Good morning, Sinet. Um, Sinet? Sinet. Sinet. Um, yeah. We, yes, ma'am. So... Let me be. Let me let me be recorded. How are you, Sunet? <laughs> I'm well. Good morning. How are you? Uh, I am not. I was good until you showed up with that mango. I'm kind of rubbing I it in, in my face, mango. huh? I was just about to change the mango. I thought it was there from last night. <laughs> <laughs> because so here's here's the thing. I'm hating on everybody that's um doing better than me right now. Okay, and here's why. So I have a friend back in Jamaica every year for decades well it started with his dad and his dad's friends they have a river party right and it's always the first weekend in august and you know he rubs it in my face because you know you have the um roast bread fruit and the curry goat and you know run a boat situation and it's good right they have music so his father and his father's friends started it as a way to give back to the community that they live in and um a lot of people turn out people turn out and you just have a good time you're in the river blase blase so this year um they're having it so marlon's little cousin and her family they're going and they have the nerve to send me videos and pictures and voice notes about what's going on i'm like i don't want to talk to y'all i really don't want to talk to any of you i'm i don't like any of you right now knowing that y'all are down there having a good time and we're up here not being able to enjoy that so i'm talking to my mom and i'm like telling my mom and i'm like then she says to me but who told you to go there you didn't have to be there nobody told you to be there you could be here enjoying that life too so you know and I, I i hate on my mom whenever i called her and she's like oh my gosh i'm having this huge east indian mango because yes we might have mangoes here in florida but it's not the same i'm sorry nothing like the mango from donga yard nothing like the mango from jamaica i'm sorry i, I don't know so so what was that, Sudan? 
Sonette, we can't hear you. You see, it's the mango that's blocking Sonette right now. Yeah. Sonette, <laughs> <laughs> the mango, the power of that mango. Yeah, because I'm here low-key hating on you right now. It's, it's your hater aid. It's my hater aid. It's your yeah. hater aid. Yeah, it's my hater aid. It is definitely my hater aid. Okay, so in health and science news, a dog caught monkeypox from its owner after sleeping on their bed and licking them. Ew. So a dog caught monkeypox from its owner. According to a report in the Lancet Medical Journal, a non-monogamous French couple passed on monkeypox to their pet dog. Fox News reports the dog was in the same bed with the couple and licked at least one of the men before licking itself. After the couple began showing some of the symptoms, including ulcers and rashes, they said they made sure to be careful around their pets. However, a PCR ended up showing the pup tested positive for monkeypox. In endemic countries, only wild animals such as rodents and primates have been found to carry monkeypox virus, the journal reported. However, transmission of monkeypox virus in prairie dog, dogs sorry, has been described in the USA and in captive primates in Europe that were in contact with imported infected animals. The same-sex couple reportedly caught the disease after having sexual interactions with other men. Why you let the dog, you know what? Just, just skip it, just skip it. Yeah, we're we, we keeping it moving because, I, yeah, we, the poor dog. I feel bad for the dog. One third of the food we eat is at risk because the climate crisis is endangering butterflies and bees. And we know what we need butterflies and bees for, pollination. So bee populations are declining. More than half of the bat species in the United States are in severe decline or listed as endangered. And international scientists recently announced the monarch butterfly is perilously close to extinction. What these three creatures have in common is that they are all pollinators. Without them, fruits, vegetables, and other plants would not be pollinated, and that's a major problem for our food supply. One out of every three bites of food that we eat is directly connected to a pollinator. This is according to Ron Magill, the communications director and a wildlife expert at Zoo Miami when speaking with CNN. Around 30% of the food that ends up on our tables gets there because of things like butterflies, bees, and bats. Losing those critical populations could also mean losing some of our favorite foods. Apples, melons, cranberries, pumpkins, squash, broccoli, and almonds are among the foods most susceptible to the pollinator decline. This is according to the Food and Drug Administration. Bees, in particular, are responsible for pollinating around 90 commercially produced crops. Even tequila! Not the tequila. Somebody spare the tequila. Gotta have something. Spare the tequila, please. Even tequila is at risk. In other words, if you're eating fried chicken or pork chops, those chickens and pigs eat fruit, vegetables, and other plants that depend on pollinators. And the climate crisis has taken a toll on pollinators. While more intense and prolonged drought is the most obvious impact, a growing concern is the ex the effect of extreme heat, particularly on butterflies. Warmer temperatures cause plants to bloom sooner, which is out of sync 
with when the butterflies lay their eggs and metamorph. What is the word? Metamorphose? Yeah. This will mean the flowers will depend. Um, the flowers they depend on for food will have already bloomed out, leaving little for the butterflies to feed on, which will in turn greatly impact their ability to reproduce and survive. It snowballs into a cyclical problem or cyclical problem where the butterflies can't get the food they need to reproduce, nor can the plants get pollinated, causing both to suffer greatly. Also, for butterflies like monarchs that are known for long migrations from the northern U.S. to Mexico, food along their route may no longer be available at the time that the natural migration takes place. A UN report in 2019 found that a million species are at risk of extinction in the coming decades as the climate crisis accelerates. Majo says we're starting to see that they play out in insect populations. Um, yeah, so that's where we are. So our food is being affected one way or another. We depend on these insects. But the bats, aren't those bats the same ones they say spread diseases i don't know just asking but um in california there's a push to restrict bee killing pesticides you know what's funny about butterflies though they come from what the caterpillar caterpillars are destructive aren't they before they become something beautiful that we need so we need not kill the caterpillars, but probably relocate them or something. Do they have caterpillar farms? I don't know. Are you are you hearing me? Okay, just want to make sure. Okay, because I know this thing is going in and out. One minute I'm being heard, next minute I'm not. Just want to make sure. But butterflies are beautiful. But do we have caterpillar farms that would help to maintain... Um, the population don't know just asking well i think they do have caterpillar farms but i don't think they're using the farms of the population um because caterpillars goes behind protein so they're actually on frying them and consuming them oh hmm hmm because oh hold on let me see something here I, I jumped on google bear with me one second that's like, okay, no, that's a healthcare plan they're talking about with the name of Caterpillar. I was just like, huh? Okay, I'm trying to look up. Not seeing anything. All right, I'll skip that for another time. Okay, so we're consuming them. I, I don't know if I could see myself eating a Caterpillar. I'm sorry. Ew. Yeah, I don't know. Time for another quick. <laughs> go ahead. I know someone was going to say something. Go right ahead. No, I was going to say, I'm sure they eat them in China. I'm sure they eat every I don't think anything goes to waste there that's one country people will not die from starvation I tell you that nothing <laughs> nothing gets away everything is consumed <laughs> here is VIC with Wobble Wobble
there's Casper with a cha-cha slide. Yeah, I feel like I need to be at a party or something right now. <laughs> Everybody clap your hands. believe me if i told you i don't know how to do this next dance yeah i i i get it revoke my membership card that's all right I gotta ask you if you still played these songs. Are they heavily requested at parties and celebrations, you know, like weddings and birthdays? Are people still requesting these songs? Um, unfortunately, they are. <laughs> and uh, many times, 
I'm trying. I'm trying to go around or something. I'm not playing him. They're like, could you play electric slide? You play? I'm like, oh, please, <laughs> nah. They electric slide, touch a slide. They cupid shuffle. I'm over them. But when I when I try to skip them, I don't play them unless they're requested. Oh, okay. I, I try. To, I, I try to go around them. All right, because yeah, you, it's as though you can't have a celebration without hearing these songs. You know what I mean? So I'm just wondering if they're still heavily requested. Thank you. To all our listeners, logged on to QMZRadio.com, the quality music zone, JohnNoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. I'm Moments With Me, and you're listening to Coffee and Toe, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern, where I read the news and we share our views. And of course, we always have music. Coming up right after this, we do have Caribbean Corners, so stay tuned. Now it's time for Caribbean Corner. And our stories out of Caribbean Corner are courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Our first story, Canadian low-cost carrier to resume flights to the Bahamas in December. Canadian low-cost carrier Sunwing Airlines has confirmed plans to have flights between Canada and Freeport starting December 17. In making the recent announcement, the Ministry of Tourism, Investments and Aviation said that Sunwing that is also the largest integrated travel company in North America, will be returning to the Bahamas after a two-year absence. Following the inaugural flight, more flights will come each Saturday from both Toronto and Montreal. So, Canadians, get your bathing suits out and head south. They'll be happy to have you. We head on over to Barbados for our next story. Price ease consumers to pay less for gasoline and diesel. 
Consumers will be paying less for gasoline and diesel starting Friday, August the 19th. Gasoline will be reduced from $4.83 to $4.48 per liter, while diesel will be priced at $4.03 as opposed to $4.28 per liter, and this is in Bayesian money. This was announced by Prime Minister the Honorable Mia Amor Motley during a press conference held on Monday, August the 15th. Prime Minister Motley revealed that, firstly, the price cap of value-added tax, which allows the government to absorb around $0.22 for gasoline and $0.26 for diesel per liter, will stay in effect until January 31, 2023, to allow Barbadians to be shielded more. All right, go, go, Mia, go, Mia, do the thing. We head on over to Jamaica for the next story, Jawbridge jaws bridge tragedy search in the u.s continues for missing jamaican state police in massachusetts u.s will this morning continue the search for missing jamaican 21 year old tavon bulgin who was fared dead after he jumped off the infamous jaws bridge on martha's vineyard on sunday night wow the body of tavon's 26 year old brother Tavares was found at about 6.20 p.m. on Monday morning after he also jumped from the bridge, which is officially named the American Legion Memorial Bridge. A popular tourist attraction, the bridge was made famous because it was featured um, in director Steven Spielberg's 1975 horror movie, Jaws, which was largely filmed on Martha's Vineyard. The brothers, who are from the central Jamaica parish of Clarendon, are the sons of the Reverend Keith Bulgin and his wife Jackie. They were in the U.S. as part of the popular Work and Travel Summer Program, which sees hundreds of Jamaican University students working in that country each year. The Reverend and his wife were rushed to the Maypen Hospital on Monday after they got the news of the tragedy that had befallen their sons. The two young men attended the University of the West Indies and the Uni- University of Technology and were pursuing business studies that is so unfortunate is that a bridge that people jump off of for fun or something i don't know it's the first time hearing about it not familiar with it jaws bridge anybody familiar no because i'm wondering if they're jumping off of it like they do at the bridges in jamaica you know you see the parties and the celebrations on weekends or holidays and people gather and people are running and jumping into the water so i'm just wondering if if it's if that is the case or is it suicide i don't know i'd love to get more details on that also in jamaica government seeks answers after six jamaicans denied boarding in panama six jamaicans traveling through panama to various destinations were not allowed to board their connecting flight in that country on Saturday. The Jamaicans were en route to the Netherlands. Jamaica's Foreign Affairs and Foreign Trade Minister, Senator Kamina Johnson-Smith, sought answers from the authorities in Panama as to why the Jamaicans were not allowed to board their flight. The minister, in a series of tweets on Sunday, shared that she was advised that the Jamaicans were not facing deportation, a claim that was being made on social media. She said her information was that they were not allowed to board the flight because of the airline's refusal. The relevant airline was not forthcoming on the reasons for refusal. Johnson Smith said Jamaica's honorary counsel in Panama has tried to assist. 
We were advised that the Jamaicans were not being deported, but due to the airline's refusal, they were not landed and were required to remain at the airport until the next return flight to Jamaica. She said her ministry has also started to make inquiries at, of the Dutch government as they, the Jamaicans, were next due to travel on KLM to the Netherlands. That's interesting. So, you know, people might be saying, okay, landed, but aren't they there? No, you're not. You haven't landed until you have been processed through immigration and customs, folks. You haven't landed yet. You may be on soil, but you haven't landed. Just for um, future reference, in case anyone is wondering. But yeah, that's kind of weird. I'd love to hear the reason why. Is it something to do with their paperwork? And I'm sure the airline has valid reason. I don't think they would just stall them the sake of stalling them i don't think so mm, nah mm, okay those were our stories out of caribbean corner and believe it or not stories this one has me angry and I, i'm gonna try to maintain my composure and i don't think i even want to make a comment because it's just ridiculous a texas cps worker fired for encouraging a 14 year old girl to become a prostitute a 14-year-old girl claims that a Texas Child Protective Services employee encouraged her to become a prostitute, leading to the employee's termination. According to Fox 26 Houston, Keisha Baisley, a Texas mother of nine, turned to CPS after her 14-year-old daughter kept running away and causing trouble at school. My daughter told me that the worker had been telling her she should do these things, so she said she decided to video her. Reports say that the girl is being housed by CPS at a hotel, just like numerous other foster children in Harris County. The video clips show the exchange between the girl and a CPS worker who allegedly tells her to be a prostitute and giving her an incentive to do so and almost a threat of not having her needs being met if she didn't do what this woman very explicitly told her to do. This is according to fa family law attorney Mike Schneider. If me, the parent, was to do something like this to my child, I would be bashed. I would be called a horrible parent. I would lose my children. The CPS commissioner, Jamie Masters, reportedly went to Houston from the Lone Star State's capital city to apologize to Baisley and her daughter after Baisley filed a complaint. This should not happen to girls in their care, she said. It should not happen. It's unacceptable. I've never seen that happen before, where the commissioner of CPS comes in from Austin just to apologize about something horrible that's been done to a child involved with CPS, Schneider said. It's bad enough if it's just one bad rogue worker. It concerns me that it may be bigger than that. And they need to make sure it's not just one person. And they've got to find a way to protect these children. Melissa Lanford, the TDFPS spokeswoman, said in a statement, DFPS is aware of the video and has taken action. The person in the video who was employed as CPS support staff was dismissed from her position on August 10th. The safety and appropriateness with which children in care must be treated is our paramount concern. Nothing less will be tolerated. Um, whew. 
They take your children. <sighs> mm. let, let me put my thoughts together. I don't want to say the wrong thing. Is the CPS worker the only one to have done it? I don't think so. To have said something like this? I don't think so. But this story leads to a bigger problem. And I'm going into the hornet's nest right now. What happened to all those children that were taken from their parents at the border in, in, of Mexico and, in, and the U.S. while the Trump administration in power and the, the Biden administration had said they were going to see to it that the children were reunited with their parents? I haven't heard anything else about these children. Does anybody know where these children are that are in the protective custody? Anybody heard anything about them? Okay, so I guess means no. None of us has heard anything about them. Seven days news or seven day news. It, it all went away. Washed away like when the tide comes up on shore and takes whatever it can out to the ocean with it. Gone. Where are these children? Is anybody asking about these children? I know I've been having conversation with Marlon all the time. Like, I wonder what happened to these kids. Haven't heard anything. But is anybody asking on a public platform in media, approaching DHS, approaching Customs and Border Protection, where are these children? Now, the other day I watched a clip that said there are some 9,000 children missing that have been taken from their homes and put in foster care, but they can't, they, they don't know where they are. Where, where are those children? Where are those children? And then remember the video clip. I think I played it in here. If I didn't, let me know. But I, th I think I played it where the woman was saying, and I remember mentioning it too. You remove a child, not a, not from a home where parents are abusive. No. You remove children from a home because of nosy neighbors. And in this home, you have two parents who take the utmost care of their children, but are still struggling to make ends meet and cannot afford daycare or afford to have a sitter come in. Right. And they do the what, what what's the term latchkey? Is that the term for for it? I don't remember. But anyway. Go ahead. What is it? Please let me know. Latch key was when you had the key to your home and you went home by yourself. Okay. That's what you're trying to say. Yes, yeah. that it. That's mm -hmm. it. You're well yeah. taken care of. You're provided for house clean food there. You, you, you know the rules, right? Don't open the door for anybody, so on and so forth. But workers have had to go in. Social services has had to go in and remove those children because a neighbor complained. You know, the, the, those children are over there by themselves, Right. Granted, children may be 9 and 10 years old. And I'm just throwing those ages out there. You remove them from the homes and you put them in foster care. And you pay somebody else to watch the children, right? A couple thousand a month. Why don't you take the same money and give it to the children, the parents of the children? Why don't they do that? What's the reasoning behind taking them from a non-abusive home where they're they are well taken care of. Their emotional well-being is on point. They, they are okay psychologically, physically, everything. 
you yank them out of that safe environment put them in a home with abusive foster parents. And yes, I call it abusive because a lot of these foster parents don't give two craps about the children. They're only doing it for the money. Why not take the same money and give it to the parents? It's too much like right. <laughs> and it's just going to get worse with these new laws. Children, abortion laws yeah children are innocent they didn't ask to come here and we use them as pawns where are the nine thousand plus missing children in foster care where are they and who do we hold accountable for them Where are the children that were removed from their parents or their relatives at the border and were spread all over the country? Where are they? What's her name on, um, oh my, is it Julie Chen? I think it's her that, you know, that goes, we need somebody to do some investigative journalism because we're not hearing anything about these children. Not at all. Nothing. And I'm concerned. Now, here in this situation, this child is a runaway. Not sure why the child keeps running away. 14-year-old, um, the Texas mother of nine, turned to CPS after her 14-year-old daughter kept running away and causing trouble at home. You remove the child, okay, and you put them in a hotel. So, report said the girl is being housed by CPS at a hotel, just like numerous other foster children in Harris County. Javette, are you familiar with that happening over there in Texas where they have children living in a hotel and who's watching over them? No, I'm not familiar. Hmm. So you have these children living in a hotel in quote unquote foster care. Who is, who, who is watching over these children? That I, I need to know that, but you're going to tell this child to become a prostitute. Why do people get into social service work? Why do people do that kind of work? Because I gather it doesn't pay much. Just like teaching. So why, and you have to have a degree. So why, why do people get into that field of work? If you know you're not going to have a child's best interest at heart. I know I couldn't become a teacher because somebody child going to get slapped every day. And I would be in jail for physical abuse. So I know I would never sign up to be a teacher. Because you disrespect me, I'm going to slap you. You annoy me, I'm going to slap you. Yes. But some of these kids, Lord knows, they need to be yanked. So I know my weaknesses. So I would never sign up for a job. I would never do nurse's aid either. Because the minute a patient steps out of line, because I've heard of cases where patients will throw their diaper at, at um, a CNA. Guess what? I'm going to throw it right back at you. So I know my limits. And I know what I'm capable of and what I'm not capable of. So based on knowing me, I don't do certain things. Why get into jobs that require you to have a large amount of compassion and empathy? And love and be caring 
Would you tell your daughter to be, well, you know what some mothers do tell their daughters to become prostitutes. I don't even know why I'm asking that question. Because it happens. Yeah. I don't know. It's painful. I'm sorry. I feel for this 14-year-old child. A Texas man, what's going on in Texas, Javette? A Texas man dies after <laughs> I'm going to send you a story regarding the um, children taken from their families in the border. Yes, please do. Thank you so much. Uh, send it to IG, please. Send it to IG. So a Texas man uh, dies after chugging down mystery liquid as child sexual abuse guilty verdict is read in court. He died. Yeah. On Thursday. 57-year-old Edward LeClaire was being read his guilty verdict in a Denton County courtroom. NBC News reports that after the first count was read aloud, LeClaire took out a bottle of what looked like a clear liquid and began drinking it. LeClaire, who used to serve the Navy as a mechanic, was charged two years ago with five counts of sexual assault on a minor between the age of 14 and 17. After more than years of, well, after more than years of deliberation, Leclerc was looking at a sentence of possibly 100 years. The entire time, Leclerc has maintained that he is innocent. I looked over and noticed him drinking, said Leclerc's lawyer, Mike Howard, NBC News reports. His hand was shaking. At the time, I thought it was shaking because of the verdict. Then he kept drinking and drinking. After drinking most of what was in the bottle, he was sent to his cell on standby for sentencing. Howard and Leclerc spoke for a bit in the cell where Howard said his client looked dejected and in shell shock. All the things you would expect, right? When the courtroom returned, a bailiff said Leclerc was throwing up. Leclerc was taken to a hospital and 45 minutes later, Leclerc was pronounced dead. There are currently no details on how he died or what caused his death. Um... From my understanding, you can't take anything to drink inside a courtroom. So how did he get that beverage in there? Exactly. Huh. Ridiculous. Something sounds a little off. Where did he get the drink from? That's what I want to know. Did so I you know they will give you something to drink, I guess, right? They will offer you I don't know. Somebody let me know. Do they offer you a bottle of water? I don't know. So if he didn't take it in there and that was given to him, hmm, I got questions. I have questions. Because when you go to the courthouse, you got to damn near strip down. You got to remove your belt. You got to remove everything from your pockets. You got to take off your shoes. Yeah. They pat you down. So how did he get the drink into the courthouse? Because he wasn't coming. Oh, for you. Uh, yeah, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Can you hear me, Sinet? No, we couldn't hear you for the last minute. I don't know. I haven't. Okay, I tell you, clubhouse is tripping. I don't know what's going on. Something's wrong with it, Sinet, because this morning, whoops, earlier this morning, hold on one second. I really don't know. Let me see. Are you? Let me see what's going on here. We can hear you now. Okay, so. good. Yeah, my question was, Sunet, thank you so much. My question was, um, 
how did he get the drink in there? Because he didn't come through as a, like one of us just walking into the courthouse, right? He was brought there through Department of Corrections, I'm assuming because they took him back to a cell to wait for his verdict. Who gave him the beverage? In the matrix now. Ay, ay, ay. Are you hearing me any better? Something is wrong. Yeah, something is seriously wrong. Not well, sure don't worry about us because your your radio people, I'm sure, can hear you. So don't <laughs> worry about us. I just want to know yeah. who gave him the drink. That's it. Who gave it to him? Somebody did. Somebody needs to answer. Yep. Gonna take another quick music break. Harris Outcast with the way you move. Ready for action, nip it in the bud, we never relaxing. Outcast it's everlasting, not clashing, not at all. But see, my went to do a little acting. Now that's for anyone asking. Give me one pass them. Drip, drip, drop, there it goes an orgasm. Now you coming out the side of your face, we tapping right into your memory bank. Thanks. So click at the ticket, let's see your seatbelt fasten. Trunk rattling, like two midgets in the back seat rattling. Speaker box vibrate the tag, make it sound like aluminum cans in a bag. But I know y'all wanted that 808, can you feel that BASS bass? But I know y'all wanted that 808, can you feel that BASS
out of your song. Shots, 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 All of our listeners logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, and everyone here with me on Clubhouse, where the conversation happens. Some moments with me, you're listening to Coffee and Toe World News on the Go every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern. It's Turned Up Tuesday. We're playing yesterday's favorites or hits and today's hits or favorites, however you want to put it. Coming up right after this, we do have entertainment news. And I also want to play the video from the article that Javette sent over to me. So stay tuned. So let me pull this up and uh, hold on. Here we go. Oh, Jill Biden tests positive for COVID-19 now, Javette. Oh, interesting. The wife. Yeah, Jill. Yeah, 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 yeah. That one. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so hopefully we can hear this. Nearly 5,000 families were separated under a program known as the Zero Tolerance Policy, 
while seeking asylum at the U.S.-Mexico border. It has since been revoked. Five years later, 180 children are still separated from their parents, and those who have been reunited are still in limbo. And the biggest point where we're still negotiating is, is there going to be a pathway for them to remain permanently in the U.S.? And we're hoping that ultimately we can figure out a way to give people a fair chance to apply to remain. Otherwise, they're just going to be sent right back to danger or the parents going to be sent back. Former President Donald Trump's administration declared zero tolerance for immigrants found illegally crossing the border. Parents were criminally charged and jailed. Their children were taken away. The policy led to thousands of family separations. We began getting calls from people on the ground saying, we think children are being taken away from their parents. So we started investigating. It became clear that it was actually happening. Like thousands of migrants, Luis and his teenage son left Guatemala in May 2018 to escape local gangs, tracking more than 2,000 kilometers to the U.S.-Mexico border. They arrived during the zero-tolerance policy. Luis's son joined thousands of migrant children, some just toddlers, kept in holding facilities. I encountered Border Patrol officers who took me and my son. They told me my child had to be separated from me because I was going to criminal detention. Luis is not his real name, and VOA agreed to protect his identity. Officials told me, you can't ask anything. If you ask questions, we're going to file more charges against you. More than 20 lawsuits have been filed by migrants separated at the border. The policy sparked bipartisan outrage. It pushed then-President Trump to end the practice. Some of the children were in foster care. Others were sent to distant relatives they had never known before. The lesson is that there is no, no healing that, right? There is no getting back that time. And the damage will be lasting and intense. Within weeks of taking office in January 2021, President Joe Biden created an interagency task force to reunite children separated from their families. Talks begin to settle some of the 20 lawsuits, but Biden officials abandoned the talks in November 2021. Congress has not passed any bills to help the separated families. We are trying to redress a harm that our government committed. So I hesitate to do too much congratulating until the hundreds that are still out there are returned. Conservatives blasted the idea of offering payments to families. Last November, some Senate Republicans urged President Biden to halt any financial compensation. They called the idea absurd and said it could encourage more illegal crosses at the U.S.-Mexico border. Aline Barros, VOA News, Washington. Thank you, Javette. Thank you for sending that over. Are you hearing me? Okay. Yes, okay, yes. I just want to make sure. Yeah. Interesting, isn't it? Five years later. Um, what do you tell these children every day who get up wanting their parents? What do you tell these parents who are wondering where their children are? And yes, I have heard Americans say, Americans, <laughs> 
Americans, Americans, Americans. I have heard Americans say, well, they shouldn't have come here. (laughs) Why did you come here? Why did your forefathers come here? Stop and check that for a second before you ask, before you say, well, they shouldn't have come here in the first place. For someone to trek that journey, to make that journey against all odds, speaks to their mental fortitude, their resilience. It speaks to a strength that we don't even have or we haven't yet discovered within ourselves because we have not been faced with a similar situation. So how dare you say, why are they coming here? Well, they should have known not to come. We don't want you here. Who told your forefathers they didn't want you here, but you came anyway? You incriminate these people without even giving them a chance. Hmm? Hmm. Oh, boy. Um, it's disheartening. It tears. It pulls on your heartstrings. If it doesn't, it's okay. But it pulls on your heartstrings. And I think it, it, it affects you more because there are children involved. Innocent children whose parents were just trying to make a better way for them. Because a lot of times when you see people do things with children involved, it's not necessarily, you know, for them. It's usually for their children. I know we can't take everybody in. But when you think about the communities that a lot of these people are coming out of, they're running for their lives, their lives. How many of them are coming with just this clothes on their back? Probably a little backpack with what? Incidentals? Day by day. Oh my gosh, I dread reading this next story for entertainment news. I dread reading it because I I can hear Marlon in my ear. Little Fizz opens up about his relationship with former B2K bandmate Omarion. Little Fizz is getting chatty about his relationship with former B2K bandmate. Nori and DJ EFN recently shared a sneak peek of their latest Drink Champs interview with B2K members J-Boog, Rasby, and Little Fizz. In the trailer, Fizz opens up about his relationship status with Omarion. According to Fizz, Omarion stopped communicating with him once he started dating the mother of Omarion's children in 2019. Nori was surprised to hear that Fizz was trying to communicate with Omarion through DMs. However, Fizz claims he doesn't have the singer's phone number. Fizz? Hold on. So let me see if I understand this. So Omarion's. What's the mother of his child? Thousand. Huh? 
I, I don't remember her name. I think it's April or something like that. Okay. No one dating two eggs now, right? Oh, jeez, I'm confused. So hold on. So she was with one and then she leave and go to the other one. And that created beef. In 2020, Omarin discussed his standpoint on Fizz dating his child's mother. He said, I don't have a relationship with Fizz, but I think there should be an opportunity for us to talk one day. I don't know when it is. The full episode will air on August 19th. Okay, let me ask a question. Men, let me ask you a question. Ladies, we're not going to say anything. Strict with the men. You have a brethren, right? You're talking to this girl. It doesn't work out for you and this girl. But it so happens that your friend and your ex are compatible to a T. They're perfect for each other. They make each other happy. Do you cut your friend off? Because him take up your ex. Yeah. He been eyeing my ex ever since I was with her. And she been eyeing him. Big disrespect. Friends are off limit, man. I don't want no one's eaten left that I know. So big, big disrespect, man. Cut them off and dash for the key. All right. Even if you are compatible, that's just something you just don't do. Just find another girl. Leave your friend girl alone, especially they have a child together. Big disrespect. But let me ask a question. What if they were destined to be? He should, your friend should deny himself happiness? How you know, how do you know what is destined to be? Break yeah. it down for me. That's true too. <laughs> that is so true. Okay, so let me jump on Google here. Um. <laughs> you know, no, here is something when you say destined to be. Here, let me give you an example. In my um, interpretation, I'm going to use this example. I'm naturalist. Let us say Marlon and I met when we were 16 and 17, but it didn't work out. We, we had a strong desire for each other. We cared about each other, but it just didn't work out then. He went on, got married. I went on, got married. And then in our 40s or 50s, we end up coming back together again. What do you call that? Isn't that kind of destined to be together? I think this time around, you guys are just willing to give, give each other give each other a chance. Um, but I'm pretty sure that is a situation where they were, you know, childhood friends and lovers and, you know, it didn't work out. You were just um, red-eyed in the man woman for a long time. And as you get the chance, him just, yo, I might think, no. Yeah, I, I just think that that's very high level of disrespect i would never talk to anybody that i know with any friend of mine not at all no all no. right you see Jeff, moments hold on one second Dre. Jeff, that's i'm just using that as a hypothetical situation our situation is way different but go ahead dre yeah you see you have different level of friendship okay so if it's if, if it's your friend from you guys are just associates or whatever, but these guys were group members. So certain level of friendship coming like, it's your brother. Okay. They're in a, a group together. That's like his brother. I will never sleep with one of my brother's girl. So that's like his 
brother. That that's way beyond friendship. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have that level of friendship amongst guys. Like, okay, I know him over there, so you just know him. Yeah, you could be with a girl or whatever, but someone you know group with, tour with, they probably sleep on the same bed. I don't know. Right. You know, that's like his brother. Big disrespect. I don't have my number either. <laughs> oh. I imagine his, his kids start calling the other guy dad. <laughs> Instead of uncle? <laughs> From <laughs> uncle Fitz to dad? <laughs> but but isn't, in, isn't this dynamic um, in the Jackson family? Yeah. Don't is. they have uncle cousin brother type of thing going on there mm-hmm. same thing with Lo- um what's her name madre harvey didn't she get she was dating was it two cousins or something like that and she got children for both they're both both men were family members ended up what? in jail yeah ended up in jail see i don't follow what? Yeah. But I, saw, I was like what the heck is this I'm, I'm reading yeah but it was a whole thing about her that um so there were both drug dealers and one got locked up and so she moved on to the other one and then the other one got locked up oh yeah it's messy over there so her children are sister cousin brother cousin whatever you want to call well we had um we had been in a bounty and angel but at least they were they weren't they weren't friends they were friends they were enemies uh yeah and they were using her as a scapegoat but um yeah interesting dynamic um hmm. i don't necessarily i won't necessarily say they were eyeing he was eyeing her woman or she was eyeing him and here's why i have seen situations where people just grow to become friends They, they 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 talk a lot they grow to become friends and then out of the blue it just progresses into that it was not in well i don't know if it was intentional so let me not say that i can't say what because i can't see in someone's mind it could very well have been but i'm going to assume that it was not intentional it just developed or that doesn't happen it's still a watch smarty person let me speak from a man from a man's point of view i have never hang around with no ladies and just say oh my gosh we're just gonna be friends in some ways in the back of your head you know, before I got married, you're always open for opportunity. And there were many times when opportunity came along. So I, I, I don't buy that. So naturalist. See, that, I'm sorry. No, you go ahead, Javette. Go right ahead. See, that's the problem that I have with you men. Mm-hmm. Some, of, some of you men. Mm-hmm. You look at a woman as something that you're going to conquer. Yep. And because you have these personal opinions or personal mindsets, right? You come up with these ideas that Smotty wants somebody else woman before they this, that, and the next. And that's your personal problem. Hmm. That ain't had anything to do with maybe what really came to happen. But because you feel that any woman that you come around is a conquest, right? The world has to suffer. <laughs> the world you know, has you know, to suffer. In our young days, of course, in our young days, you know, listen, we were brought up in a country that said, listen, you need to be a gallus. And that was the, the culture we, we were brought up with. And um, yeah, you know, a teenager and in our 20s, that's the kind of mentality we had. Uh, it was those, those um, you know, taught to us. We didn't just get up and say, oh, this is where I'm going to live. 
you know, it was actually ingrained in us that in some ways that this side should behave. And um, that's what we did. But luckily, you know, I broke the cycle. So right now I'm a good boy. Thank you. <laughs> Naturalist, you said something earlier. Um, nobody wants somebody else. What do you call it? Um, eat and left or something like that. Nyaman, nyaman left. Nyaman left. Now, everybody's somebody's nyaman left at some point. No, somebody that you know. Okay, I got you. If I told a stranger, I don't care. Okay. As as, uh, Dexter said, I'll be number 11. (laughs) (laughs) But if if it's somebody you know, I don't want to be one, two, three, four, five, six. I don't want to be nowhere. Oh my gosh. I think here's what I would say to these gentlemen. And I would say this to anybody. Because feelings are feelings. And sometimes you can try to dispel or dismiss your feelings. And sometimes they never leave you. Have a conversation with your friend and say, hey, listen, I know you and April are not together again. I've found that I'm developing strong feelings for her that I've been trying to fight. Don't just go take up the man, oh man. <laughs> I you know moments, if That's- he did that, if he did that, I'm... Um- Omar, I probably would be okay with it because, yeah. as I said, don't, don't look at it as Fizz is his friend. Fizz is his brother. They're like brothers. That's what so, we would assume. That's yeah, what we would so, assume. Yeah, we'd assume that. So, you know, if, like, a brother, he said that, like, yo, you know, I have feelings for you. Sorry, I can't help it. Omar probably was like, you know, him step to me or whatever. All right, yeah. y- y'all do, do whatever y'all doing. But went beh- go behind his back? Yeah. Nah. Could it, could it be that Omarion was bragging about the girl too much and that she has the Jada Kingdom problem, GPP? <laughs> GPP, that part. <laughs> no, there, you, there you go again with, the, <laughs> with your selfish needs and feelings, man. I, but I'm, I'm just saying, maybe he, he bragged about her all of a sudden now. The guy was like, oh my gosh, man. I, I don't know. I got I got experiences. I don't know. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What you said, what you said, naturalist? What you, what you say? Hold on, hold on. Hold on. The, GP, the GPP. Yeah. I put it down on the wrong one. We ain't got nothing in common. My good, good, done, good boy, and I'm out of man. Now I got good, good, Man, I roll me down and I stop me too regularly Girl, you don't accept for Man, I'm so sorry Cause me never want nobody Just some temporary No, 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 no Me never plan for this Thank you, DJ Naturalist, for sending over that clean version for me I really appreciate you <laughs> But you got to hear it You got to hear the counteraction <laughs> Hold on now what a counteraction. Devin the doctor. Oh, um, Lord. It's, 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 it's good enough already. He was a red pump. It's good enough already. But Devin the doctor, his counteraction is actually hilarious. All right. You got to send me that one. Create, creatively done. All right. Got to go look that one up. Oh, I'll wait for Naturalist to send it to me. <laughs> ah, Javette, Javette, Javette. What are we going to do with the men? What are we going to do with them? 
I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Let us be men. And what does that mean, Dre? Because if we say, let us women let us be, be on oh, your natural selves, explain that for me and be careful. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Just let me shut up. <laughs> I don't want to be attacked. <laughs> no, you will not be attacked. What you're doing is teaching us ladies exactly what it means for a man to be a man. Because this is something we are trying to figure out. It sounds like conversations for uh, moments after dark. Moments after days after dark. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is funny. Let a man be a man. But what to what uh, Javette was saying earlier and DJ Naturalist, uh, it's whether you think, believe it or not, uh, uh, the mindset is a lot of men think that think that way. What um, DJ was saying. Yeah. Not, not all men think that way, but it it's a good bit of them. And trust me, when so when we men here say um, the man is saying, oh, the woman is saying, oh, just and I know nothing to go on. So no, that's in your mind when you're not thinking that way. But him, him just uh, sit and wait and buy him time. A lot of them sit that way. So Altada, here's what I'm hearing. This is what I'm hearing. You can have a man who is a very good friend of yours. But trust and believe somewhere in the back of him head, he has either thought about getting with you or is hoping that one day he can get with you. That's what I'm hearing. If he's gotten past that thought from the beginning, yes, he's, uh, he's had that thought in the beginning. If it's years down the line and nothing occurred, then he's a good friend. But in the beginning, at one point or another, it might have crossed his mind. Wow. And that's just honestly. Wow. That's that's what most men say. And I still feel that is selfish mindset of a man to think that. Wow. So we it, it, we it can, can look be a selfish mindset, but it, it is the nature of the beast. It's plain and simple just how it is. So honestly. I'll so I'll tell that I can look at you and just look at you as being a friend, period, full stop, nothing. Nothing else, never wanting you, never desiring you, period. But you would look at me and be wondering, I wonder what she's like in bed. I wonder if I can conquer that. And then when it doesn't happen, that's when you're like, okay, yeah, you know, so she's cool. Yeah, man, we can be friends. Wow. Interesting. I think that has to yes. do with growth too. But it, yeah. it's an it's, it's a age thing. Like when most men are younger, yes, the, the sexual thing is probably the, the very first thing he thinks of. But well, as as we get older, yes, we can look at a woman and say, ah, she's just my friend. Hey, hey, yeah, that's exactly right. And it also goes to the person's personality, too. If it's just a, a dog, that is just always going to be that way, no matter if he's married, has a relationship going on, or whatever. And you can tell by the type of conversations that he will hold with you. Mm. The type of jokes that you want. I have pushed back. Okay, go ahead, Javed. Come on through with it. I have pushed back because if that was the case, you men would not be saying what y'all saying right now on this stage. If y'all mindset had ever changed, you wouldn't be saying that right now. 
So to me, you're still saying, if you ever get the chance, you're going to take it. Yep. No, 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 that's saying. not true. We're giving you the reality of how most men think. We're men, so we know how men think. So I, I we're exactly. saying at a younger age, this is how guys really think. At an older age, yes, guys are able to just first visually see a woman and after conversation, this is just my friend, you have no sexual anything going on there you know ever think about that it's just friends but younger guys at a certain age yes there's a sexual intent that is just natural <laughs> so it's not yeah, that we, we have that intention we just tell you how guys think check out I check out check out javette's ptr go ahead Altana. check out javette's ptr yeah, we see it yeah it, i think it's, it's personality as well dre um a lot of guys will, will still remain in that type of personality where they will meet someone and don't just think of them as just meeting people or meeting a new friend. They they will go after whatever it is that they want to go after. They'll, they'll let their lustful selves come out. Mm. All right. I think, we need to, I think we need to be honest, too, uh, in this in this conversation. I mean, we're being kind of raw about it, but there's some levels to this, right? Like you got you got that that we we are totally neglecting the chemical and the the chemical and the chemistry and the hormones and everything else that enter that's that's that interplay that's at work with this concept you know what I'm saying so like when you think about people who become vulnerable at any particular point it mm. it's usually based on that reaction right so it's like uh somebody who chooses to make that decision based on what they're experiencing at any particular time. It's like, think about when a, when a person is going through uh, having a cycle or menopause or midlife crisis or whatever hormonal imbalance you have or change, I shouldn't say imbalance. Okay, Whenever Chief, you have a give me one second, Chief. Don't move, hold your thought. I'm just gonna close out the radio feed. Don't move a muscle, I'll be right back. Hang on folks, thank you so much. Okay. Ladies, 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 ladies and gentlemen. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to Jano Radio. Jano Radio. We are we are we are online 24-7. We, 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 we hope you enjoyed the show. Bye-bye. Remember 7 p.m. Eastern. Tonight, the Rose Solo Show live on QMZRadio.com, JanoRadio.com, ViscosityBlend.com, FutureFM.net and FutureFM 98.9 in the Bronx, Mount Vernon and Westchester. Tune in tonight. There is the segment known as In the Know with me and Ro. We're going to talk about some of the stories that we weren't able to cover today on Coffee and Toe. So remember, 7 p.m. Eastern, set your alarms, tune in. See you then.